Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Saturday, October 29th edition of the DC Daily Drop. Today we're going to be talking Supergirl Season 2, Episode 3, Welcome to Earth. Uh, Before we get into this, spoiler stuff, uh, what are your non-spoiler thoughts and reactions to this episode, Zach? Uh, I thought this episode was okay. Uh, it it kind of feels like they have, they can't really decide which storyline to follow. They they set up like three or four different storylines in here, and then none of them really get fully developed. And then they throw in like two crazy twists that are setting up other things. But at the same time, that being said, I'm interested in I think every single one of them. And so it's not like they're spending a bunch of time on things I'm not interested in. Um, So I guess my only concern is, are they going to give enough time to everything and like develop everything as fully as I want? Um, So all of that is like looking way forward. Um, Just this episode in general, it just felt kind of jam packed, um, but it was jam packed with pretty decent stuff. So it was it was a good episode. Okay, well, I'm glad that I'm kind of glad you thought that because that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't even I don't even know how to react to this episode because it was like it was almost entirely set up like yeah. looking back i barely even remember the villain of the episode i just remember all these storylines that they were setting up it almost feels like the first two episodes were like a two part summer tv movie that they did and then <laughs> yeah. episode 3 was the real season opener oh yeah so like the new status quo you know cat's gone james is in charge snapper's there and then you know setting up the whole new storyline with Monel and other characters that are revealed that I guess will be spoiler if we, if we got into that. But I think this is an episode that on its own, it has some cool moments, but isn't a great episode, but it could be one we look back on at the end of the season. And it's one of the more important episodes. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. Okay. So I guess we're going to get into some spoiler talk now. Um, You know, the quick, the quick summary of it is this is essentially the episode where, um, you know, we find out that the Kryptonian pod opens up and it's not actually a Kryptonian. Uh, we'll get into that more later. It's James first day as head of Catco, And so he's sort of struggling with that. And we're introduced to Linda Carter playing the president. Uh, you know, Linda Carter, of course, was Wonder Woman in the 70s TV series. And she's working on get, granting aliens amnesty. Um, we're also introduced to Maggie Sawyer, who's a detective helping to, to work on the case of who attacked the president. And there's several other twists in there. Yep. Um, and so this, I'm probably going to miss some stuff because like we said, this timeline, this story is just so jam packed. Um, but I'll, I'll try to, to walk us, walk us through this episode and we'll talk about different stuff along the way. Um, it opens right where the last episode ended. So if you remember from last week, um, Kara had gone into uh, the DEO to, to look at the, the Kryptonian that came out of the pod and he woke up and like put her in chokehold yeah. basically. And so we open right at that, that instant uh, he has her in the chokehold um, and he's, so he's awake, he's causing havoc at the DEO and he f- flies away and um John Jones says, I sure picked the wrong time to give away all my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because in the last episode, he gave all the kryptonite to uh, 
to Superman because he was upset. Yeah, he, g- he gave in to Superman. So, and now, of course, he's useless against, right. defenseless against the Kryptonian, basically. Yeah, and so this Kryptonian is off somewhere. They don't know where he is. He he escaped. Um, but the president is coming to town, and Carr is pretty, uh, pretty pumped about that. Um, and then it's also really geeking out. Oh yeah, uh, and it's also the first day for uh, James as the head of Catco, and Snapper is like not having any of it. You know, pushing his buttons, yeah. trying to take over. Yeah, he's he's really trying to assert his will at Catco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he. I mean, if you think about it, I can understand where he's coming from. Like everybody around him are just these little punks that just had their jobs handed to them basically <laughs> like <laughs> right yeah i can i can understand although, it <laughs> although you know you can tell from his personality he's probably not someone you want to put in a management position he's not really a people person oh yeah definitely not <laughs> um so uh yeah so he's upset at james um there's a lot of a lot of friction going on there uh, then we get to actually see linda carter as the president she she shows up and gets off her plane uh, and Supergirl is there to meet her. Uh, but somebody attacks her and Supergirl saves I, her. I will say it's just really cool to see Linda Carter back in what appears to be a recurring role. Uh, mm-hmm. I like how, you know, she was in Smallville for one episode as Moira Sullivan. And, and Smallville had quite a few instances mm-hmm. like that. Um, Dean Kane was in an episode. Terry Hatcher was in an episode. Mark McClure, um, but I'm glad they're giving her a role that is recurring and not just a one-off. And we will hopefully get to see more of her down the line. Yeah, and we'll and we'll talk about it later. There's definitely some interesting things about her character that we're hopefully going to get to see re- resolved at some point. Yeah, she's um, not just some boring politician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more than meets the eye. Um, okay, so uh, she's attacked and Supergirl saves her and... Um, they think it's the Kryptonian using their heat, using heat vision because uh, there's like fire and flames and everything. Um, so Supergirl takes uh, the president to. I can't. Do you remember what the president's name is? It's uh, her first name's Olivia, I think. Uh, I, I don't remember. Let me fact check. I just this. remember her as Madam President. Yeah, they just always call her Madam President. Um, Olivia Marsden. So President Marsden. Um, so they take President Marsden to uh, the DEO after they save her. And John Jones is arguing with her about alien amnesty. Even though he's an alien, he doesn't want amnesty for all the aliens because uh, he doesn't trust them. There's some bad ones out there. Yeah, he, he knows better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Kara goes to talk um, to Lena Luther. She goes to interview Lena Luther um, about how she feels about the alien amnesty thing because she is opposed to it. And um, she has actually invented an alien detection device, which <laughs> it's just like Makes a little. Sense. <laughs> it's a pretty, like if Batman had this, all he would do is put the word bat on it, but he would keep alien detection device. I mean, that's a pretty good descriptive name. Oh, yeah. The bat alien detection device. Yeah, there'd be a big label right on top of it. Um, but so she, she's like, oh, see, it detects aliens and detects people who aren't aliens and puts her finger on it. And it's like, not an alien. She's like, here, Kara, you should use it. Um, so she burns it 
with her heat vision and that makes it say that she's not human. I didn't really understand how that, that worked, but yeah, I don't know if she just melted some wires together or broke the alien detection part or what, but <laughs> so whatever it worked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Kara obviously being an alien is not so happy with uh, Lena's stance against aliens and, you know, is upset that this is like an invasion of, privacy and they shouldn't be doing this because uh, Lena like wants to put one of these in front of every store and you know like restrict who goes in based on whether they're an alien or not uh and then we're back at the DEO again and Wynn finds where uh the escaped Kryptonian is and he's really funny about it um I don't know I like I like Win a lot like so this is only my third episode because I I didn't watch the I didn't follow along with the first season. Um, so I'm not super familiar with Wynn, but what I've seen so far, I really, really like him. Yeah, he's been he's been really good uh, this season, and I liked him last season. He, he, he grew on me. It took a few episodes. I liked him at first, but wasn't sure about him. But after the first five, six episodes, he was really uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, he, so he's told uh, Alex where... where um, the escape Kryptonian is. And then I forgot to mention when after um, the president got attacked, we we're introduced to, to Maggie Sawyer. She's a, a detective and she's, you know, she's kind of rude. Um, doesn't want anybody to be in the way and doesn't really trust Alex. Because they call is, her, what they call her department? It was something goofy. I don't remember what it was. But yeah. I don't know. It, um, it, it was just funny. It sounded like a comic book police <laughs> detective station. Yeah. Um, and so sh- she's there already when Alex goes to, to see where, when has traced the, the, crypt- the escape Kryptonian to, and now she knows that Alex is with the DEO, uh, because before Alex had been lying about that. Uh, then we get to see, uh, the Kryptonian guy and he really wants to go home and he really likes choking people. He goes <laughs> and there's just like a guy sitting with the telecommunication something and he chokes him and tells him like you're gonna help me get back home. I, I guess that's just his move yeah uh and then we see snapper is being snapper and snapping at kara uh he's mad at oh, her because... i wonder if that's how he got that name oh man i didn't even think about that um i love comic book names <laughs> if you don't I... understand the character just look at their name right <laughs> I wonder if that man is just normal or super. Oh, his name is <laughs> Superman. I uh, wonder how they put that together. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like the fact that Kara is. She had a really biased uh, article against Lena because of the alien detection device, um, and he kind of tells her like, "Well, you're you're a reporter. You have to report on the facts. You don't get to report about how you feel about the facts." Yeah, she writes like a scathing opinion piece, and yeah, <laughs> Snapper just wanted a factual report. So he's he's good at his job. He's just he's rude about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alex goes to meet uh, Detective Sawyer, Maggie Sawyer, and she she takes her to uh, this underground bar where all the aliens meet and hang out. And we find out that she likes to date the alien women. So that's like her her type, I guess. She prefers aliens, she says. Yeah. That's um, how how crazy is it that there's just like an entire like underground 
alien bar. Like, yeah. Oh, this is where all the aliens hang out. Right. It's uh did you ever watch Men in Black? Yes. <laughs> I guess almost everybody's yeah. seen Men in Black. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Have you ever heard of this? It's this really small indie film. Not a lot of people have seen it. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it in a while. I vaguely, I think I vaguely remember what you're talking about. But this this part just reminded me a lot of Men in Black and like the things I liked about Men in Black, just just like all of the aliens that people don't really know about but are part of the society, and they're all like just this weird, their weird own little things that they get to display when they're amongst other aliens. Yeah, and it's it's cool that. With Superman having been around like probably 15 years or so in this universe, that Kryptonians are no longer the only aliens there. So like right. other other planets, you know, aliens from other planets are on our Earth now. Yeah. Uh, so so they talk to people there trying to figure out any more information they can get um, about the the escaped Kryptonian. Uh, and then back at the DEO, when actually traces uh, the signal that the alien was trying to send. And he finds out that he wasn't sending the signal to Krypton. He's sending it to Daxum. Uh, So Supergirl traces that signal and goes to where he is. And he's not a Kryptonian. He's a Daxamite. Uh, Surprise. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So Daxum is the, the, the way they describe it in the show is it's a sister planet to Krypton. Um, they're kind of rivals. They're a monarchy, where whereas Krypton is more of a, a democracy. Um, so she, you know, they don't like each other at all. And they think the way that the other, each one of them, they think uh, is doing it the wrong way. Which is interesting because in the Krypton TV series, Krypton's going to be an oligarchy, isn't it? Right. That And that was exactly what I thought about when I was watching this. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just talked about that. So it's like, oh, okay. But, I mean, that's 200 years or so before this so right <laughs> maybe there's a revolutionary war on krypton coming up just maybe that's actually uh, what i want to see in the on the krypton tv series now yeah but we're off topic let's let's get back to supergirl <laughs> um and then i made a note that so she's like talking to him because they they took him back to the deo and he's like sitting in a cell right yeah yeah, and he like he keeps saying something about he wants Sakarian ale, and he like says it like fifteen times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just stood out to me. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that. So yeah. Uh, okay, so so that's all set up. So he's not actually a Kryptonite. He's a Daxamite. Uh, they don't like each other. Um, so she's she's has him locked up because he is the one that's been attacking the president. Uh, so the president is safe now. She gets to go do a press conference, and whoa, she's attacked again. It wasn't the Daxamite. Dun dun dun. It's actually the Flamey girl from the Alien Bar, if you remember her. Um, her real name is Scorcher, I think, is her name. Yeah. Um, Although Flamey girl probably sounds better, but we'll go with Scorcher. <laughs> uh, and so. She kidnaps, uh, so she's attacking the president, and Supergirl has to save the president. Um, but she, Scorchers, kidnaps uh, Maggie. So Alex goes back to the bar uh, where all the aliens hang out, and she gets info, info about where Scorcher is. Uh, and then so Supergirl and Alex uh, go go to where she is and to confront her, 
and find out that she's mad about registering her identity. And that's why she wants to kill the president uh, because she doesn't see the alien amnesty as a good thing. She sees it as like, uh, this is just one more way to have us all reveal where we are so they can track us. Um, and then Supergirl fights with Scorcher. And I was like impressed by how well she was holding her own. I mean, obviously every, every episode, they have to make it seem like, you know, that maybe Supergirl could lose, but I, I was pretty impressed with her powers. Right. Yeah. She's got a, it's not easy for Supergirl. You know, they've got to make her strong enough to be a real threat. And then this is a, this is one of the little sort of Easter eggs allusions to uh, Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. We didn't, uh, we mentioned that was um, when Supergirl does the, the spin, the twirly thing. That's clearly got to be a reference towards Linda Carter when she did the spin to change into her Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, in the '70s TV show. Yeah, I don't it also remember. kind of, it also kind of remind, reminded me of uh, Superman the movie when Superman did a a full spin and went underground to find Lex Luthor when he yeah. drilled the hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I couldn't remember if that was during this fight or earlier, but yeah, when she spun around, spun around, I was like, oh, that looks just like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't believe they went there. It yeah. kind of didn't really fit, but at the same time, I don't mind them doing a little nod with Linda Carter being there. Yeah. Uh, and so, obviously, Supergirl wins. She defeats Scorcher. President is actually safe now. Uh, and then we get to we get to go back to Catco for a little bit and see James kind of uh, put Snapper in his place and show him who's actually boss, uh, who's the boss. And so it's good to yeah. see James stand up for himself. Right. Uh, but I'm still interested in when when they're going to start setting up him being Guardian because they haven't done anything so far. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that fits in. And really, they've done no setting up for it. And it's got to come within the next uh, five or six episodes, I would say, because they've already they're already filming with him. And he they only do eight or nine episodes. I don't know if they're doing Supergirl's doing eight or nine before the winter break. But I mean, you, it's they've got to start moving that way fast or else. You know, he's just going to get in the fight and get the snot beat out of him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Alex takes Maggie because they rescued her because she had been kidnapped. Uh, takes her back to the DEO and Maggie says that they make a good team. And so I'm assuming we'll be seeing more of her in the future. Yeah. And, and Alex seems a little smitten with Maggie, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Supergirl apologizes uh, to Monel uh, because it wasn't really him who was attacking the president and um then she she has to explain to him that everybody on his planet is dead because that's crushing (laughs) to see that you feel bad for the guy instantly uh and then on a lighter (laughs) note um so (laughs) the president gets to you know thank supergirl uh and she's talking to her and uh she says uh or she, Supergirl talks to her about, um, or maybe she's car. It doesn't matter. She's talking to the president about how cool she thinks like Air Force One is, um, and she says, "If you think that's cool, you should see my other jet." And I just like I ah. get it because <laughs> that's like funny. Yeah. That's like funny on two levels because she's Wonder Woman and she has a jet, but she also says you should see it because you can't see it because it's invisible. Get it? Yeah, that's funny. I thought I thought the invisible jet was in that episode. Well, yeah, I know. I didn't see it. Maybe it was. Oh, well. <laughs> get it. That's the worst joke ever, by the way. 
I, I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> so the last real thing we see is just a couple of reveals. Um, the president's walking away and bam, we see something weird on her face. She's apparently an alien or something. Something. Um, so we already know who is going to be in the crossover, what the main enemy is. And do you think that maybe she is one of those? I don't know. Does that count as a spoiler? Like, cause they, they announced that, right? Like that doesn't count as a spoiler. No, oh, they've, they, they put it everywhere. You know, that the dominate, they want people to know that the dominators are coming in the crossover. Yeah. And so they're weird, like yellow aliens. And so I don't know if maybe she's going to end up being a dominator. I think that'd be cool to see. Interesting. I, I didn't think of that. I was just like, I, I mean, I didn't, had no reaction because I don't know where they're going to go with it. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be, I'd assume she's going to be a good character, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I got it. I'd kind of, I got it kind I'd of like this year as a hero, as a hero and just see, getting to see Linda Carter fight for the good again. Yeah. I don't know. I got like a kind of an evil feeling from her, from that little, when they actually revealed that she was an alien or something. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but then the last thing we see is Jean goes into the bar as Martian Manhunter to hang out with his alien buddies. And then he finds realizes that the bartender is, there's something weird about her. And he approaches her and it turns out that she is Megan Moores, a.k.a. Miss Martian, and the last daughter of Mars. Yeah, so that is just like... When you thought they couldn't put another twist on the end of this episode, they went ahead and did that. So, like, it just, like we talked about at the beginning, they're setting up so many different storylines that they need to follow up with that, like, this is just one more crazy one. Yeah, this is, like we said, it's just an entire episode of setting up characters. Uh, On the one hand, I'm really excited to see where all these characters go. On the other hand, I'm a little worried that, I mean, there's so many of them, and to give them proper time, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to juggle all of them. Yeah. And that's one of the things that one of the maybe the criticisms that you had of the, the first season of Legends of Tomorrow is that there's too many characters and they didn't didn't have enough time to spend enough time on all of them. Right. Right. Um, I'd, yeah. And I'd actually compare it to like more like Arrow seasons three and four when they had such big teams. Yeah. Of, you know, they've got like a group of five people fighting every night and it's just like. Especially with, you know, it's one thing on Arrow, and I, I think they could have handled it a little better on Arrow, but it was fine. But it's understandable to see why Oliver Queen would need fight, need help. If you've got Supergirl, Martian Manhunter, Miss Martian, uh, Monel, I mean, what type of threat is going to logistically <laughs> challenge them right. on a week-to-week basis? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, not to mention she can just I am Superman whenever she needs help. Exactly. So that's the, that's the only thing that's going to be tough like that because they're going to need bigger and bigger threats. Yeah. And that's tough to do 22, 22, 23 times a year. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, I have no idea where they're going with all this stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited, and it's so awesome to get to see all these characters in live action. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's how the episode ends. Um, I, think we, I think we basically covered, like, uh, our thoughts about af- after that. Uh, some of the questions... I had, uh, there's a lot of questions I have about Mon L because if you just like, if you read up on his history through DC comics, like really he's Largand, Valor, Mon L, Hulk car. He's like, 
there's so many different versions of him and different things that they could pluck from that I'm, I'm curious as to which ones they take. Because uh, like a lot of times he's associated with uh, the Legion of Superheroes. And so I don't know if that's going to be their intro to bring them in. Um, and then there's yeah, other like... I, I don't know. There's been a lot of teases to the Legion. So it wouldn't surprise me if they get that way eventually. Maybe once Monel is a little more established. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other ones too is like, so because he is not from Krypton, he's not uh, vulnerable to Kryptonite, but he's also in a lot of the the storylines, he's fatally vulnerable to lead. And so like when they go to test him for Kryptonite, they carry it in a lead box and he like, you know, he basically dies or he has to go. A lot of times they have to go <laughs> send him to the, the Phantom Zone because he's dying and he has to take his anti-lead antidote every week or he'll die (laughs) sounds yummy yeah um and then the big question is is he going to be good i mean i think that's pretty obvious but they could do something different with this version of monel and make him bad so um i don't think that's going to happen but it is a possibility right in these in these shows they they do a lot of tinkering with the backgrounds and stuff like that but they normally don't make you know people who are superheroes bad yeah or vice versa so I would expect to see him being a good guy and sort of maybe slowly develop into a hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, so many questions from this episode. I uh, also want to know what's going on with the alien president. Uh, is she doing it for good reasons? Is she a bad alien? Where are they going with that? Uh, yeah, that was very surprising. So I'm, I really don't have any guesses where they're going with that. I just, I'm interested to see. Yeah. And then the other, other ones we've already touched on. So, but just like when is Guardian going to get set up? What's going on with Miss Martian? Um, just reiterating again, we've said it a, a few times now, but just like all of the different things they've set up have just put up a, a ton of questions that need to be answered this this season. Yeah. This so this is weird. So this was probably my least favorite episode of the season, and yet talking about it, it's I'm more excited about this episode to see where it goes. Yeah. You know what? It's almost it's more exciting to talk about what happened than it was to watch it happen. That <laughs> sounds weird, but <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, no, it's cool to think where they could be going with this. Cause I think where it goes from here is more interesting than what happened in this episode. Yep. That's good. If that makes sense. So this episode isn't necessarily great, but it's setting up potentially great storylines. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all I had for the episode. If there's anything else you got to add Tom? Nope. That's, that's all we've got for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.